Sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it is From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Hello, hello, Atlanta sports fans. How the hell are you? My name is Robert Taylor. I'm your host of Believe in Atlanta Sports. Alongside me is the Commissioner, Mark Rich, and and today is, is a great day. We reached double digits this is our 10th episode. Who thought, whoever thought we would reach 10 episodes? I don't know. I did. I did. I was confident. Yeah, episode 10 is what you're seeing. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, uh, mainly Braves because things are heating up a little bit. But they've also uh, kind of disappointed us uh, lately. We squandered an opportunity the other night against the Rockies. The Dodgers took down the Mets. We could not beat the Rockies. Rockies are terrible, but that also goes to show you that, hey, any night of the week, these guys are major leaguers. Just because you're, you know, 55 and 75 doesn't mean you can't take down one of the best teams in baseball. That's just, you know, how the cookie crumbles. But we'll get into that a little later because, as always, before every show, we got to do a little housekeeping. Just kind of, you know, we go back and watch things and, and you know, maybe uh, correct some things or, 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 or whatnot. But the biggest one is we want to thank uh, Josh Booty for coming on. He was our very first phone-in guest. So much great stuff. Mark's already getting some great feedback. Super great to have him on. We got to get him back because Mark heard some great stories about having to buy pizzas for people and uh, people losing World Series rings and casinos. I went down a very weird rabbit hole after that. <laughs> but it was, it was awesome having him uh, phone in. And we got a hey, we got a lot of other great guests lined up. Uh, if you think the tenth show is good, where do you see the hundred and tenth show? We just oh boy. Uh, and again, just want to thank Jared and the guys at Mesmerized Media for Always. helping us out. Uh, the, you know the if you you know if you're watching episodes, it looks a little different in here. It's going to keep looking a little different in here. Uh, we got some, the new cameras are here, and man, uh, things are just it's. It's uh we're kind of off to a, a little we're kind of slow rolling right now but uh we're gonna pick up a head of steam pretty soon and, and we're I mean we're talking graphics and uh we got some more you know lining up more great guests and everything but let's dive you know what before we dive in one more piece of housekeeping I went to Foot Solutions and our buddy Brian Scott just happened to be at the location it was completely just fate that I walked in and he was there. We spoke for a minute. Says he's more than happy to come back on the show, probably into September maybe. And I told him we got to actually talk about some sports. We'll deep dive the Falcons. But 
point being is that Noeen insole, it's, it's the real deal. Uh, they also custom fitted me for some other ones. They kind of work together. I got a great, great, great brand new pair of Brooks coming, getting me ready for this walk, this 30-mile walk I have to do uh, coming up at the end of the month. More on that later. And it was game-changing. Like, I can't wait for mine. Oh, man, I got these great compression socks, like, and they're not the old person ones, you know, that, that go up, you the know, over, over your knee. knee. <laughs> I actually had to wear those uh, for a while when I got a blood clot. But they're just, you know, ankle socks, gym socks, but, man, and they're actually, like, for, like, there's an R and an L on them. Like, you have to put the right one on the right one and the left one on the left one. And just putting them on and walking around, like, I could tell, like, when they mapped my foot, the pressure points, and here's where you're putting weight, like, the support was where it needed to be. So, it's it's legit. It felt like you were walking differently than normal. Yeah, and actually, I have to when I uh, so I didn't take the shoes home because they didn't have the color I wanted. So I ordered uh, uh, something with some pop, and they're coming. And she said, when you get them, you know, maybe one hour, because it is gonna you know structure your foot different and contour your foot different. So you kind of got to get used to it and break it in. So I'm excited. Uh, I know I'm gonna feel the difference. Uh, after I get done trucking those 30 miles and B Scott's going to be down there, uh, for the walk we're doing. So maybe, maybe he'll, uh, log some miles with me or something. Who knows? Uh, definitely going to try to meet up, but, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, if, if you can get down there and, and I don't care what you do, basketball, uh, you're in the gym or you just walk your dog or whatever, or if you're on your feet, like Mark and I, you know, it's, you can't ever is what I say. You can't ever spend too much money on your feet. I don't care what age you are. People look at me sometimes when I tell them how much I pay for certain shoes, and I'm like, doesn't matter. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's the rest of your body that benefits. So, Well, you think about it, too. Like, think about, you know, I, with my kitchen shoes that I used to wear. I still wear them in my other job, but they don't get near as much uh, abuse now. But think about, you know, you spend $150, $200, which is a lot of money. I don't care how much money you got. That's, you know, a couple hundred bucks is serious money on, on shoes, but think about it. You spend that much and they last two or three years, but you buy a pair that's 20, 30 bucks. But in two years you buy four or five pairs, same difference. People just don't see it that way, but yeah. Well, you got to go quality too, obviously, because the, the benefit for your entire body over the expensive ones, over the, the really cheap ones are very, very, uh, noticeable. I'm ready to put them to the test. I mean, last year when I did the walk, uh, a little sore, a little stiff, had some pretty uh, pretty gnarly blisters. So I'm ready to put them through the ringer and give you a full report after I do the walk. But long story short, take care of your feet. Invest in your feet. It all goes up through the rest of the body. But let's get into the Atlanta Braves. Uh, three games back still. Probably shouldn't be couple of missed opportunities yes uh, especially in that st louis series they gave up some leads late oh man uh but uh, look out for the cardinals man they're one of those teams that are seemingly getting hot they at made the some right moves time. at the trade deadline this guy montgomery they got on their pitching staff has been man he was with the yankees and gallo was with the yankees and those two guys since they left the yankees have really upped their game. I think Gallo has the best OPS out of anybody since leaving New York, which makes you wonder, you know, what's going on in New York. They're still a great baseball team, but 
There's something, something in the water there. Maybe not quite the environment people think it is. Who knows? There's I don't care. There's something in Aaron Judge's water. Yeah. Test that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yankees. We're, we're, that's probably the. Uh, hopefully, that's the last time we ever have to talk about them on this show because I hate the Yankees. Yeah. No matter which side of my Switzerland deal I go on, we do not like the Yankees on this show. So Mets in their last ten are five and five. Braves are six and four. Like I said, we uh, we squandered an opportunity uh, against. The Rockies squandered some opportunities against the Cardinals. And again, you know, the the Twitter GMs, they all came out and they were getting down the Braves. I'm like, it's professional baseball. And I even said on a, on a, on a uh, prior show, like, watch out for that Dodgers-Mets series. That's, that's going to be a big one. And it has been a big one. But we still have a whole month of baseball. Today is September 1st. The last regular season game, I think, is October 3rd. It's a garbage game series against the Marlins. It doesn't matter. But before that, there's a three-game series. So Braves have some work to do. And the first one I want to talk about is we have a DH problem without question right now today. Not saying these guys can't turn it around or turn it on, you know, through this last stretch. But I'm also wondering, and I again, I got notes all over the place. Let me uh, give me my phone here. But... I'm also wondering, you know, what is the solution if we can't get it done? Because Rosario is just not he's a good outfielder. Sometimes he makes some mistakes, but he's not getting it done at the plate. He's not postseason Rosario. Not what we hoped we were bringing back. And again, with the eye, the eye surgery, maybe that's he, there's some lingering effects. Who knows? But right now, as of today, not getting it done. Poor batting average. I know. I, I say, you know. Don't always just look at the average, look at other things, productive outs, quality at bats, this, that, and the other, but just not not really there. Grossman, again, you know, Anthopolis, I guess maybe had to have seen something in him to bring him in, or maybe like he couldn't get the guys that he really wanted to get, and this, this was an option. But Serviceable piece, but not. Yeah, I mean, he struck out three times the other night um, on some bad pitches, you know, Dansby was up. He was kind of a bit, we had two men on Grossman at the plate, Dansby in the hole, you know, and he strikes out and it's like, man, you, you need a guy in that situation. Obviously Ozuna has been MIA a little lately just in the, in the lineup, but it, kind of all season at the plate. So, uh, Heredia is, I think he's batting at what a whopping one thirty six, not there. So it's like, what, what do you do? You know, when do you sound the alarm? And, and, you know, just, and I said, well, you know, let's, let's look one level down in AAA. What are some options? Not a lot. We have in, in the outfield, Alex Dickerson, which he was up with the big clubs to start the season. He's down there. We have Travis Demerit, who had some early flashes. You know, does he make the September roster? We have Delano DeShields, who, yes, that is big Delano DeShields' son. He's down there. I looked at his stats. Okay season. but And then Preston Tucker and a Jake. Let me see if I get his name right. Marisnik. So that's our outfielders. One, two, three. We have five outfielders at AAA. And maybe one of those guys comes up and, and gets hotter, has a bat. Now, Arcia is down there You're doing some rehab. Albies. He's back, not back, back, but he's down there getting some swings, you know, working on things. And I'll say this right now, 100%, without a doubt, Vaughn Grissom's going to left field. No question. There's no question, right? 
That's so, but again, you know, and you, what did you say? It's, it's been the, 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 uh, Darno and Contreras show, but that's good. It's always great when you got catchers that can hit. But the question mark being right behind that, is there anyone else? And do we have somebody else that can help out in the outfield? Yeah. Cause you think about it too. I mean, Grissom's going to fill that hole in, in left field and, for no other reason than you got to have his bat in the lineup. Now his bat has cooled some lately, but he's still batting well he's over. Certainly not a liability. Yeah, but let's just say you're you're playing whoever the Mets or Dodgers or whoever, and you have eight bats, and the Dodgers have nine bats. Doesn't look good. We we don't have someone right now in that DH role that's consistent in getting the job done. Even in the later innings when you're making subs and, and switching out, there's still not that sturdy bat. When you know when they come off, they're like, "Yeah, this guy can, he can knock one in for you, or he can knock one out for you." Is not there. We're just gonna have to deep dive down to Double A and Single A. Maybe we have another. Hey man, it's Frogger. It has worked so far in the form of Harrison Grissom. You know, another concern of mine is Acuna. He's not been healthy this year. I don't know. And they say that sometimes when you come back from an injury, if you play kind of gingerly. That can be more detrimental than than really testing it out and going all out. Who knows? I suggested to you last night, maybe put him on the IL for 10 days. Give him 10 days off, rest, recover, whatever needs to happen because you can't go in the playoffs and go, do we have him tonight? Is he available tonight? He could hit. Because, again, even if you put him in a DH role, then you got a weak spot in right field. Because who are you putting over there? I mean, it's Grissom in right field, and you still have these other three guys that are serviceable, but not standouts. So it's definitely something they've got to look look into. I don't know if 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 there's somebody you could claim off waivers, some kind of late. You know, does does you know AA have an ace ace in the hole, something up his sleeve? You got to feel like he probably he probably has something, and if he doesn't have something, he's probably working on something, but. Ronnie Ronnie looked okay last night, but I I know what you're saying. He, you don't want him hampered in any way going into the postseason. And we talked about this yesterday too. You gotta, you have to imagine he's just like salivating at the idea of playing in the postseason, having to watch from the sidelines. Last year, I I I don't think it would be great for him at all if he if he limped into the postseason and struggled mightily because because of it. I. I really hope whatever it is that they they take control of it right now so that it, it's not a problem for them when we get there. The, the the one thing I wonder, too, is, and you never, ever, as a competitive ball club, think this. This is, I guess this is me with my fan hat on because they're going to battle to the end of the season, but I, I almost wish they would kind of go, okay, when do do could we start thinking about kind of conceding the East and get some guys some rest? Because it it seems like you know if you can kind of wrap and it depends. Sometimes when you wrap up the division early and guys rest, it gets them out of their groove. But also when you guys get some nagging injuries and things, it's good to get them some rest. So it's kind of like when you bat emotionally too, man. You know, emotions run high when, you know, if you, you played the last three big games against the Mets, it can take a little out of you. Well, you got to figure in that same scenario, if if you if you win, you already clinch, 
and then you rest, you're you're cooling your team off. You're you, they, maybe they need the rest, but like in this situation where like you actually need to rest people, and your plan is well, we may not overtake the Mets, but we'll go into the playoffs healthy. I think that's those t- are two different mindsets, and I think this scenario works better for a team overall than the other one because they, I mean. Cooling something off that's super hot going into the playoffs is probably the worst thing you can do, in my opinion. But uh, if you if you're worried about having a a full strength team going into the playoffs and all you're doing is not winning the division, then I I'm sure it's something that they they think about. I would love to talk to you know someone maybe that's been around the game more you know, on the inside and, and you know when does the chess match begin? When do you start putting the chess pieces in place? for the playoffs, you know, is it, is it two weeks left in the season one week or, you know, are they talking, are they thinking like kind of pre-gaming now, who knows, but I do have my concerns right now. If you ask me today on September 1st, do I think the Braves can repeat? It seems like maybe it's, it couldn't be their year or they're, they're Wait, going to the playoffs. A lot see tougher some than last year. Yeah, definitely. And last year wasn't easy because we say it all the time. Winning is hard and in the pieces, maybe aren't falling in place because the Braves have cooled off a little bit now, you know, six and four in their last 10. We're used to seeing, you know, nine and one, eight and two, 10 and oh, they, they have cooled off a little bit and the bullpen not struggling, but not dialed in like they were last year, you know, Matzik and, and Minter and those guys. Now Chavez is back. Jesse's back. Fan favorite Jesse Chavez. Well, it's funny, you know, he didn't see a lot of success with the Cubs. He didn't see a lot of success with the Angels. Not very good with the Angels at all, but he's done well in, in Atlanta. Snit loves him. And, and you know, maybe that is that that chemistry that, you know, those bullpen guys spend a lot of time together. They're out there all day. So maybe there is something here, just something, you know, chemistry-wise and the vibe and everything that, you know, uh, gets Chavez's mojo going. But he's somebody that can do long relief, and maybe that's what we need because – I'll tell you what, I, I'm a little concerned about Kenley. Big time. We were As talking well you should be. before the show that, yeah, he's been a, a lights-out dominant closer for a very long time. He'll tell you even, too, he likes it in Atlanta because he says the hotter it is, the better I pitch, you know. But everybody has seen his delivery by now, that quirky little hip thing he does, and that very slow, deliberate delivery and that's part of him as a pitcher uh he's got the cutter that's kind of it he sprinkles in two other pitches but the percentages of which he uses them are very very low we're talking in the teens so the cutter is his dominant pitch but the reason why it's so effective is it does have movement he's got velocity but that kind of slow deliberate delivery when he kind of goes way back you know kind of behind his butt and then that the release point is different too it it looks so like he's just going to lob a, an ephus up there, but it comes exploding out of his hand. It's you know, but you or I could could swipe one on Kenley Jansen, and that's when you start getting in trouble. Like Jansen's one of those closers to where either he mows you down, and the inning's over, or he Will Smiths you. Yeah, or he gets a runner, and that runner steals second because you can't anybody can steal on him. It's it's not good. That's when he gets in danger. Because, and again, if that cutter ain't working, mm, and- we talked about it earlier too. When I first saw him, I, I, I feel like he'd been in the league for a minute, but I, I feel like I just, I was the last person 
to see him pitch in a game on TV. And I was like, what in the hell is happening? How is this all legal? And we were talking earlier, like the whole stealing thing. I feel like once he starts in his little routine, like breaking off to try to throw a runner off it, like something has to be illegal there. Once you start, you got to keep going and stopping to throw out a runner. Is that a bulk? I, I don't have a clue how that whole thing works. It never seemed right to me in the first place, but clearly it's okay. Um, but yeah, that, run on them all day if you want. And they do, and they will. And I always thought that little hip thing was kind of balkish. Even when he played for the Dodgers, I'd be at a game like, it's a ball. You know, it's, and now he comes here and you're like, yeah, whatever. It's not. <laughs> I'm just saying he's, you know, he's going to have to, they're even talking about pitch clocks. He's going to struggle with that. If they institute a pitch clock, his whole little and, – and apparently that's just how he gets in his mindset and how he gets set and, and ready to throw the ball is all that little stuff. And He's going to struggle with a pitch clock probably. If we ever get him on the show, I just need to know, like, where it came from. Like, did did you see something? Did, how, like, it just uh, – it's like my thing about how somebody created the flaming Dr. Pepper. Like, who in their right mind was sitting there with a shot glass full of amaretto – a half-empty beer, accidentally spilled some 151 on top, <laughs> lit the thing on fire and thought, let's put it out in the beer, and then hey. then drank it. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird things, weird combinations like that 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 work. But, like, how how did you get there? That's- I mean, you know, the Flaming Mo. That was a happy accident, and it worked. Uh, caused a little rife after it was invented, but... Anyway, some of you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. Which but it's upsetting. But it's okay. Go Google, Google Flaming Mo, and you'll, I don't know, these days. you Actually, be, ca- be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe put the Flaming Mo. I'll throw in another caveat, the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, make sure you put the Put Flaming Mo in there these days. You may see something that you can't unsee. I'm <laughs> just saying. It could be bad. But, yeah, you know, the Braves have an entire month to, to make some tweaks, uh, and I'll give credit to Kevin Seitzer. I mean, I hope he stays the Braves hitting coach for a very long time. He's done a great job. You know, he's he's got Michael Harris, not that he was a bad hitter before, but he, that guy's spraying the ball all over the field and, you know, pulling it. And, you know, he brought his hands down. So maybe the, maybe it's just putting some extra time in the cage and watching video. And, and timing is everything in hitting, too. You hear a lot of times uh, an announcer's talking about, you know, the, the toe tap and everything it's hand placement it's toe tap it's it's a very delicate kind of process you know getting your swing right and dialed in and when it's dialed in you know it, it's dialed in if it Problem. ain't it ain't i mean it could be the one you know you're dropping your elbow you're dropping your shoulder you know you're pulling your head out it's so many things to the science of hitting a baseball which is why they say it's one of the hardest things to do but you know i i, I wasn't all season until just recently these this little cardinal series and kind of that Missed opportunity against the Rockies. I was like, "Ooh, man, I, we do have some a few chinks in the armor." Uh, I was riding high all year, like, "Hey, man, we're dominant. We're great. We don't really have a lot of problems, but we do have some things that we need to work on." But I trust Snicker. Uh, you know, like Dansby says all the time, trust the process, do the work, go through the motions, and and it'll all work itself out. But what if that? What if the bus from uh, from Gwinnett carrying? Ozzy, Arcia, and Soroka just rolls on into Truist. Yeah. You ride off into the sunset. Yeah, it'd be great to, to now not rush them back, but if they could get up here and get some 
time in before the postseason just to knock the rust off a little bit. But I'll tell you, that's probably all that bus is bringing because you and I were just talking about this. Our AAA team is old. Now, not old in the sense that you're thinking. Old in baseball But years. old in baseball years. I, I rattled off a couple of guys that were born in the 80s. Our AAA team got some guys in their 30s. Yeah, we put the three in AAA. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So there is, besides a, a few arms, we have absolutely, and somebody out there will disagree with me, but I, I did, you know, looked at some guys and some profiles and some stats. There is zero prospects. Notice I didn't say talent. They're all talented baseball players. But as far as, you know, guys that maybe could come up and make a difference, make an impact and contribute, I didn't see a lot. Now, like I said, they're all here. Our entire farm system is here. You know, Acuna was brought up uh, several years ago. Albies, Freed, Soroka, you know, uh, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright. They're all here. You know, uh, Harris leapfrogged, Grissom leapfrogged. And there's probably, I haven't deep dived AAA and single A and stuff like that. And then there's a couple more sprinkled in there. But I, I would like to see the Braves make some moves. I don't know uh, how you kind of, you know, get that farm system kind of built back up. We did, you know, the tills kind of empty down there. How does the name Drew Waters make you feel right now? I mean, he's not up with the Royals as far as I know. Um, I know. I, it's just, a, it's just a name I, I constantly think about. I always watch to see what he was. Doing Will he be him. the one that got away? I'll tell you the one that got away for Atlanta that I think about quite often. And he's, uh, probably going to be a Hall of Famer, without a doubt, without question, a Cardinals Hall of Famer, Adam Wainwright. Oof, tough one. Talk about one that got away. Boy, if we would have had him. And, and he's kind of had a resurgence now, too, in his early 40s, uh, you know. That's a cool story up there, uh, you know, with him kind of having a resurgence and, and Winnie the Pujols is up there uh, on the hunt for 700. But some moron said this, on, you know, on the in the Twitters, they should just start feeding him pitches to get him to 700. Like, shut up, dude. Be so th- quiet and go away. Like, just give it to him. It would be good for baseball. So it's it's funny that you say that, too, because I saw something, and these are not the <clears throat> same. I just saw something pop up on, it was either Twitter or Instagram, but it it was it was something you might not have noticed was the, the tagline on it. And it was Kobe's last game. He had 59 points. He's at the free throw line, shooting his last free throw to hit 60. And Gordon Hayward jumps in the lane to ensure that if he missed the free throw, he'd get another chance to get 60 on his way out. That is not the same as lobbing this guy batting practice balls so he can get to a certain level of, of home runs in his career. Kobe, Kobe getting that extra point is a... Uh, a show of respect, giving this man 700 home runs for free. Yeah. Getting no. him over the hump is not the same. That's not. No, not go away. Acceptable. Be quiet. Yeah. I actually saw somebody last night that said they were concerned that Snicker was still the Braves manager. And I'm like, shut up. And that's the thing that I'm going to keep pounding on this show is Atlanta fans. Calm the F down. But uh, same and, thing. And six six and four out of your last ten games. You're yeah. still on track to be in the playoffs. But like some things don't go your way. It's it doesn't always have to be the nuclear option. Like yeah, like it, it can be a six and four ten game series. It can be that we could rattle off the next ten. Like if somehow 
if somehow we tanked and lost every game to the rest of the season and somehow missed out on the playoffs, then you start talking about things. Like, right now is ridiculous. You're just bored. You don't have anything to do. Get some better friends. Also, don't don't put that evil on us, Reggie Bobby. We <laughs> don't, don't talk about tanking at the end of the season. It's we've seen it before. We've had meltdowns, but yeah, well, it's almost like a lot of these Atlanta fans, if they don't get their way, right, they just kick and scream, you know, and every, whine. Every and, team, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's like, hey, man, yeah, uh, Jansen blew a save in St. Louis. He blew it, mm-hmm. and even me watching the game on my couch. I was shaking my fist like, damn you, Jansen, damn it, man. You know, but I was like, hey, you know what? Shake it off. Tomorrow's a new day. And then it happened again. We, you know, uh, Dansby hits a three-run dinger, puts us up three-nothing, you know, in, in the final game, and, and we couldn't pull it out. And then we lose to the Rockies. But it's like, that's the game. It's, the, it's competition. They're all professional athletes and better than any one of us. And... You want to win more of those than you lose of those of type course. games. Obviously, you don't want the the really close ones to always fall by the wayside because that's completely demoralizing. But it it hasn't always been that way. They suck, but it, yes, you. Uh, if you're saying what I think you're saying, you got to charge them to the game for lack of a a better phrase. And by the way, the Mets dropped one to the Rockies too. So shut up. Did you also hear that the Hawks are going to suck this year because we didn't trade for Kevin Durant? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Lots of that's, that's what I'm saying. Just level your expectations, guys. Like, it's – it's you, unless you're going to pick up a bat and get out there, Some one of my favorite responses that I have to people is like, well, it's a good thing you're not part of the organization. It's a, it's the it's a good thing. Or, or I go, hey, you're more than welcome to submit a resume. If you would like, go ahead, you know, put, throw your hat in the ring. You're not even going to get in the room. No one's ever going to see your resume. I'm saying, I mean, just it's just ridiculous. It's like if they're, you know, every year there's a lot of fans out there like, well, if the Braves aren't going 162 and 0, it's like, man, they just, it, they, it, this stuff happens. And they're not, they're not acting like that in the clubhouse. They don't have that mindset. And again, they'll say, well, I have a right. Oh, my God. Everything has to be fair, and you have to. No, I'm going to call you out and hold you accountable for being a poor fan, a poor, uninformed fan. I mean, it's okay to wear your heart on your sleeve. Like, I do it. You've seen me do it with all these things, get really mad sometimes, but I always kind of pull back and go, you know what? That's, a, that's, a, that's toxic. Yeah, but also you're not you're not looking at the score and going, Ugh, Braves lost again. We suck. Yeah, it's just uh, straighten, straighten up, straighten up, and act right. That's all I'm saying. If you're listening, you you're probably if you you've probably turned it off by now because you can't handle being held accountable for your you poor behavior. Handle the truth. Yeah, exactly. I think they just I don't know. They like you're just not educated enough in the nuances of the game to just go, hey man, this is you know think think like a player, think like they're. That's what I say as a fan. Like try to think like how they're thinking. And also, they're not doing this on purpose to you. They're, they don't. They don't hate you. They don't specifically want to spite you yeah. and lose a baseball game. Like that's not a real thing. So just remember that. They don't throw a you know throw a dart at the wall or like pick a name out of a hat and go. Let's see how we can piss them off today. Like you know they don't. Well, 
I'm not inside any any clubhouses. There could be some guy like that that's, you know, after the game, we suck, but probably not. They're professionals, you know. I will say this, man. Listening to John Smoltz the other night just kind of reminding me of Major League Baseball and some things, uh, you know, because in that game against the Cardinals, Braves, Braves gave uh, Morton a lead. He goes back out, puts the leadoff runner on, gave up two back-to-back home runs. Kenley blows a save. Those guys are going to be paying some heavy, heavy fines in kangaroo court. And, and just multi reminded me of that. And that's something that, that you don't think about sometimes either fans. Trust me, they take care of, of business behind closed doors. There's like some unspoken rules of the team. Like, Hey, if we give you a three run lead and you go out and let that first, you know, runner get on. Yeah. You're getting taxed. You surrender a lead. You blow a set. You're getting taxed. There's a judge. There's a jury and everything. If you don't know what kangaroo court is, look it up. It's a real thing. So, Last kind of little bit of business uh, concerning the Braves. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. You heard it here first. Probably not. Somebody else has probably said it. Somebody much bigger and more important than us in the sporting world. But I'm saying it. Kyle Wright is the ace of the Atlanta Braves. Close the books. Can I just say that I think you're right? Thank you. But also an opinion. We just happen to think our opinion is true and correct. But the guy's 17 and five, and let's just say it, 20 game winner. He could be when you don't see 20 game winners in ML, MLB baseball all that often anymore. It just doesn't happen. If this guy wins 20 games, you've got to put him in the Cy Young talk. He's got if he's not there now, he needs to be. I don't know why he wouldn't be. But I love hey, I love Maxi. Kyle Wright, he's the ace. 100% right now. 100%. Like, it, it, nothing against Max. Wright's just having an amazing year. And and that's your guy. That's your, your you don't have to worry about him, and he doesn't get the Max Fried glove clapping thing going yeah. on where he, he gets get a little the, nervous. Then get the shine. I don't know why. Uh, maybe he likes it like that though. Some some players prefer to just quietly handle their business and just get the job done, and they don't need the shine. But for whatever reason, Fried he's is so quiet about it. Like very yeah. very quiet about it to the point where like you still just hear Max's name, and they're like Kyle got it done again, seventeen wins. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's not forget Ian's still down there too, uh, you know, kind of maybe reworking uh, his tool set and everything and getting some kinks out. That 30-day plan still in full effect. Snickers has said many, many times he's, he's a big part of, uh, you know, uh, us moving forward. And, I'm, and surely because we've heard Chip Carey talk about it and Paul Bird and, and other people, MLB Network. I've been watching a lot of YouTube stuff uh, on MLB Network lately. Surely. Because we know, they know, he's got to develop that third pitch. He, he just needs another one that he can mix in there. Surely he's working on that. And the other stuff we talked about, better command at the top of the zone with the fastball. And we should have put him on that show with Josh Booty. Learning how to the next great knuckleballer. Hey, knuckleball. what, you know what I saw the other day? What happened to the screwball? There was a whole article about what happened to the screwball because it's a legitimate pitch, but nobody throws it anymore. Like, Maybe I'll, you know, remember, remember the old movie. And it's a true story about the like the high school coach that uh, went up and, and got a chance with the Rays. Uh, he was a pitcher. He was pretty young, uh, not young. He was pretty old, like lateness, late in life, and he and he made it. Was it. in the movie. Oh, I I don't remember, and I wish I remembered his name. But it was a guy, just a you know, he just started a started had a dream, 
and started a, a, a journey back and said, I'm, I want to make it to the – and he got a chance. He pitched in the majors. Maybe I'll start working the old working the old arm out and become a screwball pitcher and a knuckleballer. Stop all that. We need a DH, man. Get oh, cage. yeah, that's, that won't happen. I'll be, I'll be hitting little worm burners and – Soft liners. <laughs> I'm not going yard. Trust me. You're not. You're not going to beat the shift out there. No, no, no. I, 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 you know, I've seen it. I have seen major league fastballs. I've stood in a in a box and seen it, and it's insane. But I would love somehow to, you know, just stand in the box and and watch Spencer Strider hum one in there because it's got. You know, like, what, did you did Incomple- you throw it? Incomplete riot gear. Yeah, I already threw two past you, dude. What? what when? You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna put this bat down and watch this time. Yeah, yeah. I just want to just. It's kind of like I told Brian Scott, like I want to come to your boxing gym, and by no means am I saying I can hang with it. I just want to do a little light sparring just to see the speed and the you know everything. Not, I, not because some of those guys be like, okay, I'm gonna knock you out. No, no, no. I'm I'm I. I respect the the craft. Just want to witness it firsthand. So if some other moron spouts his mouth off, I can say, "Hey, I, I've been in the ring with a with a really good boxer." Trust me, you don't want none. You don't want none of that. You know, just be in the corner <laughs> going, "Mm, yeah, do that. Go ahead if you want." But yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's I, I'm ready. I'm ready for postseason baseball, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of get up a watch party or something. You know, we got we got Doctor Drew and and some other guys and. uh we're going to meet some other guys pretty soon, but I'm going to steer away from that just for a second because September 11th, 9-11, it's on like Donkey Kong, and I just looked at the schedule and realized that the first game of the Falcon season, we play those corn dog vendors from down in New Orleans. It's Falcon Saints, first game of the season, just right out of the gate. I would love to just stick it to them. Man, I... No Camara, no Michael Thomas. Well, maybe Michael Thomas. He's he's listed as questionable, but I me too. I've been uh my buddy Jamie who I tailgate with, the uh, creator of the Falcons wings. wings. Yeah. yeah hey yeah. man, I don't know. I I might not be in town. I think I may be in Nashville for that. But if I'm here and I can get off work, me and uh Sellers, right? Yep. Me and Mr. Sellers are gonna have a little conversation about them Falcons wings, because you know. I, I, hey, let me let me throw you a few bucks. Let me get that recipe so I can make them at home. Or well, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but I have the recipe now. Uh, well, hey man, you know I'll Listen, I'll, I, I'll trade Moho wings for Falcons wings. I, which, by the way, it's not that impressive. The no. the rest I've seen it. It's not. No, no, no. Mardi Gras, the Mardi Gras. I'm, hey, we should not eat Mardi Gras wings as Falcons fans. We should put that on the banned substances list. Just so you know. Because you said that we have a playlist, we just we just went out and bought a brand new speaker for the tailgate because the other one was on its last leg. We had its farewell tour; it, it crackled on its way out. But we got a new speaker, and Jamie is just like dialed in when it comes to the playlist. He wants the playlist to be perfect. There is no Louisiana music. On week one. So I should cancel that Zydeco band I hired to show up and play? Please. Okay, okay. Hey, since we're talking about that, tell everybody where you guys are at on game day. So maybe they can uh, see this and they'll swing by and say hello. So the Bird Gang tailgate, our Bird Gang tailgate, because like I told you before, there are plenty of them. We actually post up 
It's the parking lot right behind the tabernacle. I forget what designated Falcons lot that is because we've just been doing it for so long. I just have no idea what it's called. But right behind the tabernacle, um, there's a building right behind it attached to it. And there's a Coca-Cola mural. Can't miss it. No, not at all. It it was a Coca-Cola mural and they doctored it up and it is... We, we tailgate right underneath it, and we have been for years now. So please stop by, say hello. We always have way, way, way too much food, and we are extremely friendly. Even if you're wearing the wrong colors, we'll talk very negatively to you with smiles on our faces. You got to find some of that uh, barbecue sauce. What was it, like a cherry jalapeno? Oh, that's, with, that's with in the, your store. With the Falcon's wings. <clears throat> you know what I was just thinking? Could, could, we, could we activate Chipper? Get him, get him some cuts. I mean, what he's, uh, he's. I know he's pushing fifty, but hey, you just got to get in there and swing the bat. I guarantee you, he would be a viable option. You think his slow twitch and fast twitch muscles are still, uh, still in play? I, I don't know if it's near the same thing, but I, I feel like I would trust Chipper at the plate the same way I would if, if I needed a uh, third and seven, I'd put To, um, in its slot. I, be, I bet he could probably still get it done, but uh, I, I hope one day I see him in a, in a Braves uniform in the dugout. That's my hope. I don't know if it will ever happen, but I know there was some weirdness with COVID and vaccinations and stuff where he couldn't be around. the. I don't know if that's over uh, or like the extent of that, but I know there was a thing where he couldn't be around the team or wasn't around the team, something. But I hope one day – Besides Kevin Seitzer, I I would like to see Chipper Jones as the Braves hitting instructor or even one day skipper the whole operation. Sure. That'd be great. I think he'd be a great manager. I think, you know, just like Snicker is, I think he'd be a player's manager. But, yeah, so let's kind of get the ball rolling along. Uh, We kind of, again, that's our kind of path here. We we start down the path and we go, oh, look, something shiny. Uh, But, yeah. Is that a home game or away game with the first game of the season? Falcons. Home game. So in the bins, Falcons, Saints, they're going to be there with their uh, socks filled with their nickels and all that crap. And speaking of nickels, man, have you seen Pete Alonzo? <laughs> he looks like a sack of nickels. The dude is 27 <laughs> years old. And I saw him with his shirt off. And I'm just like, how is that guy like one of the best first basemen in all of baseball? He just He's just running out there for, for dad bods everywhere. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he could he's definitely could be a poster boy. I mean, I'm a lot older than him, and I'm <laughs> when I take my shirt off, I'll just say this: I don't mind saying I look better than Pete Alonso with my shirt off. But hey, whatever, guy gets it done. Man, Falcons though. Uh, so they just cut down uh, to the 53 man roster. They started putting people on the practice squad. A couple of guys let go um, that people might have thought had a, a shot at making the squad couple of guys stay we have uh they kept marlon davidson and uh, there's a little bit of an uproar about that but um i talked to my buddy chris diehard auburn fan that we're gonna have on before the auburn georgia game he was actually telling me just based on just not even being just an auburn fan but just how much of an animal this guy was and he he hasn't had a chance he's been hurt there's covid like he just hasn't had a chance to go out there you don't just kick that guy by the wayside. If, you're, if your other options aren't, like, 
marked improvements over this man, you still have to give him his chance. Not to mention you keep him on the roster, then you put him on the pup list or the injured reserve or whatever, then you have another roster spot. He was a pretty high profile pick for us too. Huge. Second so. rounder, just but he was he was awesome at Auburn. Where there wasn't a whole lot of awesome at Auburn, he was the awesome. You know what I mean? But uh, we keep him and we keep Jalen Mayfield. I think you're getting most of the flack about Jalen Mayfield, but I I don't think it's too. Uh, we, we don't know if he's going to start. We don't know what he's going to actually do. But he's on the he's on the active roster. So uh, again, we we do we play all our preseason games. You get a you get a glimpse of what it can look like with. Mariota under center with Ritter under center, but we really still won't know anything till we step out on the field on the 11th because you just, yeah, you, you spend a lot of time in the preseason. There's so many question marks. There's so many things that you need to learn about your football team in the preseason that you don't have a really good grasp about what it is. You didn't see the pass rush with all our defensive starters in there. You didn't know who the defensive starters were going to be. So you 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 hope that all the information gathered year two of DNP's defense is going to be different, but we won't see the finished product till they trot out there on September 11th. Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see you know the running back situation. And I texted you the other night. I, I don't know. Maybe he has been picked up, but he got cut by the Dolphins. But he was a big piece of the Rams team last year uh, down the stretch. Sony Michelle's out there. Sony got signed by the Chargers last night. Well, there you go. Sorry. Good for um, you, Walt. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, why not try him out in Atlanta? But it didn't happen, so whatever. Another thing that I want to call some people out about, it, it's been on Twitter. Arthur Smith is not better than Dan Quinn. Why are we even talking about that? Like, the guy's only been here one year, no NFL coach has his system. It's, it's just like college. You got to get guys out. You got to get your staff in. You got to get things implemented. He hasn't even been here one season. But but let's also look at it a different way too. Like so, Kirby taking over Jordan of uh, Jordan, Kirby taking over Georgia, and Harson taking over Auburn are two completely different scenarios. Harson had a lot more work to do when he took over Auburn. Quinn taking over the Falcons and Smith taking over the Falcons are two completely different mm-hmm. scenarios. There's a whole lot more work on the Smith side of things, and we're just getting started. So uh, chill out, really chill out, because I I feel like one day you're going to look back and be like, man, we're actually really lucky to have this guy. What this guy did with – how much do you watch football? Look what he did with Ryan Tannehill. Stop it. Give him a yeah. minute. Like, he needs to put pieces in places to get what he needs going. And, I am I mean, he got DMPs to come back to be our defensive coordinator. Like, think about how lucky you are that we're able to replace these people with these people and, and chill out with, with damning them before they get an opportunity yeah. to do their job. I'm telling you, that's... That's that's the number one problem I have, and, I, and I don't, I'll never solve it because... Those people can't be reasoned with. Well, and it's endless. <laughs> it's endless. You could but, scroll for days, and you're just gonna keep seeing the nonsense. So, like, it'll it's good enough. To, it, it's enough to drive you crazy. Part of me thinks I should ignore it, but part of me is like, no, call it out and just say, look, man, I'm, I'm just trying to help you be a better, more informed 
non-erratic, <laughs> you know, fan. Like you, you just say these things and it's like, do you realize what you're saying? Like just stop and think about it. Like the guy's literally been here one season. Say it if you want to, or, or believe it if you want to, but I'm of the mindset that, you know, he, Arthur Smith played the politics game and, and played nice in front of everyone. Not that it was any kind of rocky, you know, uh, relationship or anything, but I think Matt Ryan just wasn't his guy. But because he has to go in front of the press and everything, you don't want to rock the boat, that he, I like Matt Ryan. He's a good player, but I think ultimately, and, you know, who, who, I mean, only people within the organization know this, but I don't think Matt Ryan was his guy. And I think he's got Mariota and they drafted a Desmond Ritter. And, you know, he's got to get the pieces in place that he wants, just like other coaches do. So to say that, and guess what? Nobody in the Falcons organization, nobody on that team is asking, is saying that. Nobody cares. They're like, he's here. Let's give, and, and every, what is it, you know, what did our old buddy say? Every, every three years, there's a new five year plan. So give the guy some time before you start popping off. Quinn was better. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, right well, now, get, if you put Shanahan. Quinn's work against Smith's work, which, by the way, is much bigger, then yes, if you want to say that, sure. And, but why are we? You know, why would you even say that? Why would you even bring it up? And you got prime. Hey, it's just it. If you want to compare it, compare it. But like. Compare it correctly. You sound like an idiot when you do, but whatever. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, compare it correctly. Don't don't say, well, Dan Quinn is better than Arthur Smith because we don't know that yet. Like the sample size. Boom. Is there, see, there you go. There you go. We don't we don't know yet, so you can't. Um, so we're just you know we're watching the clock over here and uh, winding down. But a couple things we've wanted to talk about, uh, and we haven't, you know, just because like like you said, we we come up with a kind of a loose outline and what we're going to do. And then we just start talking and it goes where it goes, but we are involved in our very first golf tournament. Uh, Mark Wallers is going to be out on the course. Terrence Mathis is going to be out on the course, some other guys, but it's for a good cause. It's the experiences foundation and the aces youth home. The first annual, this is their first annual tournament fairways of Canton Friday, September 16th. We're going to be out on a hole. We sponsored a hole. We'll be out there talking about our show and, and shaking hands. And, you know, we, we, we sponsored and everything. And, and kind of the Experiences Foundation is kind of similar to like a, a Make-A-Wish. Uh, so uh, this, this, it's, it's a great cause. It's a great cause. And we're going to be out there. And uh, we're going to be doing more stuff like that in the future. Uh, I think I'm going to try to get down to the Ivy uh, and, and, and be a part of that. But another thing that we have going is at Gustin's on Wednesday, September 28th, kicking off kind of a – I've got to raise a little money for uh, It's the Journey and, and the two-day walk in Atlanta. We set out uh, that weekend, but the 28th is a Wednesday. We're going to have music, food, uh, the Experiences Foundation, they're going to help us out with a live auction. Uh, we're going to be selling shirts, and it's it's for breast cancer. All the money stays in Georgia Wednesday night. It's going to be great. Huge we're gonna, party at Gustin's. We're going to call it a pink out, which, you know, if, if you come, pink hat, pink shirt, pink pants, all pink, dress up like a flamingo, just wear pink. We, like we, we're going to make the place look like it was sprayed with Pepto-Bismol. We've got our great friend uh, Tyson Halford. Sony eminent music recording artist Tyson Halford 
Last I spoke with him, uh, his producer, a gentleman by the name of Chad Childers, may come and play uh, keyboards. We got our friend Justin Davis playing guitar and singing. Some other guests maybe come up are going to do some tunes. And, uh, man, it's just going to be a fun night. I've got to try to raise $2,000. I think we can do it. But all of it goes to cancer. It's going to go with me up to the Marriott. I check in Thursday. Friday, we kind of have some events going on. And then Saturday, I strap on those brooks, and we start our 30-mile trek over the weekend. Man, I think it's going to rain on us this year, which is going to suck, just because you can't go more than a couple days around these parts without getting poured on. Which, again, given what other people are going through around the country, I I guess we should be thankful that we're getting the rain and the temperatures aren't crazy, but it's also, I've had enough. Like, how about we box that stuff up and ship it out to California so we can fill up Lake Mead or anywhere else it needs it, because kind of tired of it it's also going to be interesting to see how the city looks because last year it was dirty i love atlanta i love atlanta but we have got a garbage problem the streets up there i was it was sad to see i I, you know just got to call it out well at least it's not the weekend after the saints game because then it'll be filthy downtown Corn dog sticks everywhere. And <laughs> corn dog sticks and chicken wing bones everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I was really uh, a little mad. Uh, and, you know, what are you going to do? Write a letter to an official? I mean, you can't, you know, whatever. I'm not doing that. But I definitely just noticed. And it, and it had been a while since I'd been down in the heart of the city. And there was, I mean, a lot of trash. Like, not like, it was crazy. I just, that's all I can say. I can't even put into words the amount of trash I stepped over or walked around. And I was like, Hey, something's got to be done about this. Like somebody's got to see this. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe as we, maybe as our show grows or something, we'll be <laughs> we get in the room with somebody, a councilman or something like, what are we doing about the garbage problem in Atlanta? Like, I'll be down there quite a bit over the next two weekends. So I'll, uh, I'll get a good assessment for you. Yeah, clean up the streets, Atlanta. Come on. We're Atlanta. Let's be proud. Let's clean our room. Yeah, you know, I'd <laughs> say Atlanta needs to clean its room. But, uh, man, that's all we have for today. No shows. Not really. I don't want to say no shows next week, but we normally record on uh, a Monday. We recorded uh, earlier, uh, later in the week, this week, because we had Josh on. But we're going to take Labor Day off. But we'll be right back at you, hitting you with some more stuff. We want to hear from you. BelieveATL66 at gmail.com. I can't remember our Twitter handle right now. I think it's BelieveInATL66. And our Gmail is BelieveATL66. Mark's going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's BelieveInATL66. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna we got the Facebook page rolling, but we gotta we gotta get that going a little more. Uh, I think Mark If you at Believe in Atlanta Sports um on Facebook, you'll find us. And I'm starting to post a lot more stuff on there. That's gonna be more consistent on Facebook. It just kind of fell by the wayside while we were trying to figure out Twitter because we're old and it's, yeah. it is believe in ATL 66 on Twitter. Um, and your Twitter handle at driver eight underscore RT. And I have, I'll go ahead and say it. I have the greatest profile picture ever in the history of Twitter. It's the A team. It's awesome. Go check it out. But uh, yeah, man, we are, we are still learning the, the social media stuff. We just didn't grow up in that era and we're trying to learn how to utilize it more, but we're going to have an Instagram page. But so some growing pains, but they're good growing pains. But man, if you see us, give us some feedback, but you know, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. 
tell us what you want out of the show because this is for you. Uh, and I know I keep saying this, but we got to get on some United. We got to we got to put our soccer hats on because they're they're out there getting it done and, and playing soccer. But a lot of great stuff coming on. We got a lot of great guests lined up. So stay tuned. We love you. We got to go, but we'll see you next week. Adios, Atlanta. Do you believe? 